0: This is the Clean Web Conversations
1: podcast. Growing the global clean web community. It is your host, Woon Tan. Hi my friends, in this episode, we talk to Dan Cunningham from Geeklist, which is a social network and collaborative platform for developers, engineers, and entrepreneurs with over 100,000 members worldwide. And Dan shares with us the Hack for Good global hackathon event, which is taking place this coming weekend. It is the planet's biggest ever global hack against climate change. And with me, I've got Jack Townsend as a co-host. And Jack has over 10 years of experience in the field of web and data innovation. Jack is a researcher, an entrepreneur, and a designer. And he's currently completing the world's first ever CleanWeb PhD and also an organiser of CleanWeb UK and the global open sustainability community. I hope you'll find something useful. And so, without further ado, here's the conversation.
0: So, yeah, Dan, can you tell yes, us a bit yeah. about this particular event?
2: Well, it's, it's in fact happening in nine days' time. Um, it's uh, now officially, I think, the world's biggest ever hack against climate change, uh, 12th to 14th of September, um, and taking place in more than 40 cities worldwide so wow. in in venues with 50 to 100 people in each place gathering together local tech community amazing scale um, yeah it's really huge in scale and, and load of people taking place virtually as well so we we put the the initial kind of call to arms out to people um three months ago uh and like within two days people had signed up in something like 150 cities globally amazing. so oh, yeah. how many continents all of them, depending on how you count them. <laughs> yeah, no Antarctic <laughs> um, people. Yeah, we've we well no. Um, well, but though there are some in um, in Canada who do a lot of uh, well, not Antarctic, but Arctic. Um, yeah. Wow. Sort of science to do with uh, ice core stuff. Fantastic. Um, and we've got quite a few cities around Africa and around South America, uh, which is really good. Um, we've had, We're had really to hear about there.
0: the contacts you've made actually, but let's talk
2: about that after. Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, uh, so for people who are not aware, what what is
2: a hackathon? I think that's a good question to to start. Yeah, Yeah, um, a hackathon really is as as simple as it's an innovation event, really. So it's bringing together technical people and non-technical people to come together, address problems, and build solutions or prototypes of solutions uh, in a very constrained timescale. So uh, well, sometimes hack days are kind of like 12 hours, um, hackathons are typically, typically like 24, 48 hours. Uh, this one is 48 hours, um, but because it starts in New Zealand, in Auckland, New Zealand, and goes all the way through to Honolulu, Hawaii, it's actually an elapsed time of 72 hours. Amazing! Wow! Yeah. And um, who, who are the people who be involved in? That? Yeah, so this is the the sixth Geeklist Hack for mm. Good. Um, it's primarily organised by Geeklist, um, which is a global social network and collaboration platform, uh, really empowering software engineers, developers, designers, uh, and entrepreneurs um, to collaborate with each other and come together, build projects, uh, and launch them. So uh, kind of a lot of online collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got about 100,000 members, so it's a good starting point for doing Hacks for Social Goods. Uh, you know, what do you do with 100,000 really talented developers and Entrepreneurs around the world. So you had
0: this amazing resource, and you thought, "Well, yeah, how can we? How can what can we do with it?" And so, tell us a bit about some of the previous work that's come out of these hackathons some of the hackathons that you've run before, and
2: mm. what you've done well, on. So, one of the big, um, I guess, kind of criticisms people have of, of hackathons, and there's kind of this really, there's been a, a big boost in this kind of hackathon culture, and uh, you know, all all companies doing hackathons and just. Kind of overload, hackathon overload, really. And one of the criticisms people have is people come together, there's a lot of excitement, something maybe cool and snazzy and fun gets built, mm-hmm. uh, but then nothing comes out of it at yeah. the end. Um, so it's kind of like it's a. funny criticism
0: that, that happens. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so we do, we do several specific things to really make sure that hackathon projects uh, are addressing a real world problem, and really continuing forwards, and giving every opportunity to teams and individuals um, and partner organisations continue those ideas forwards so part of that is is through our partners so we work with we've worked previously with like medicine sans frontier with amnesty international Uh, we're working on this hackathon with wwf with fauna and flora international uh, with save the children with the united nations climate summit Uh, so a lot of big organizations Mm -hmm. um and these guys you know they're they're problem holders people who face problems day they're tackling climate change and sustainability issues and environmental yes. issues um, so that input to make sure that teams are working on the right problems is, is the first mm-hmm. fundamental thing
0: mm-hmm. um, and that they actually meet real problem holders yes yeah
2: yes so it's um it's really important that those organizations don't just provide a brief Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they define the problem and they come to the event, yes, people, yeah. or participate virtually. Yeah, um, yeah. That's fine as well, um, so that teams can have that constant interaction with them.
1: And and also, uh, you're partnering with Clean Web Initiative
2: to to organise sort of globally some of yeah. the
1: events, isn't it? And
2: yeah. So I mean, Clean Web's been a great initiative. One of the first things I did when setting up this hackathon was ask Jack, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who can you connect me with? Who can help us do a hack against climate change? and you know, it's fantastic you sent through this whole list of contacts and it gave us a good head start. Um, thank yeah, I'm you. I'm so glad that that's
0: really... Yeah. <laughs> thanks very much. I'm so glad that it's really come through and that um, yeah, there's some, some pretty special people on that list who are really interested in, in making this work as a, a space mm. and, and really starting to think about all the many different facets of what these amazing new technologies can do for... Uh, the complex problems of sustainability. So. so, so, tell us, you've done different hackathons before on different topics, and what's what you know, what's that led to?
2: Yeah, so all the hackathons to date, uh, we have actually haven't had a topic, so it's been completely open. Oh, really? Um, yeah, 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 And that's been that's been great in one respect. Yeah, because people have come with lots of different ideas, lots of different partner organisations have got on board. Um, so one of my favourite projects was uh, from a small charity in San Diego called. Uh, BSCC, the Bilateral Safety Corridor Coalition. Mm. Um, the problem they're addressing is uh, human trafficking. Mm. Um, so in, in California. The border. Yeah. Southern yeah. California. Um, and a big problem they had was giving people a safe and easy way to report suspicions of human trafficking activity. Mm. At the moment, what they were doing is basically having a phone line. Mm. Uh, but many people wouldn't feel comfortable kind of phoning up or, or maybe they couldn't anonymous. maybe they're being yeah. locked in a house and you know being monitored and things like that mm. so uh, actually a, a team got together a virtual team one person in London one person in Serbia both of whom really cared about this issue mm. um, and got together and built just a, a simple web app uh, that would allow that information to be collected in a, in a kind of secure and anonymous fashion mm. Um, and submitted straight through to the charity so they could actually action that or pass the report on to the police and action it in the most effective manner.
0: And um, is that a tool that's being
2: used? So the the team continued working with it, uh, working Mm -hmm. with the charity, post-hackathon, in a completely distributed fashion. Um, Mm. Just yesterday, it got launched on the App Store, so... If you really look up fantastic. Human Trafficking Reporter, it's, it's there. Right. Um, and, the, and the, yeah, they're, they're, they're starting to use it now. Um, it's of course, not just applicable in the U.S., but something that could be used globally. Mm. And a lot of the, it's a really important the issue.
1: sort of technologies that come out of hackathons, one of the criteria that I noticed was that it's, the more portable it is, the better Like it's mm. going to be judged as.
2: Yeah, yeah so that's, that's one of the judging criteria mm. we've actually introduced for this event. Um, so we really want partners to come to us with problems that are... Specific in terms of the scope of the problem they're solving, but that they have some aspect that they could be used by other organizations or in other geographical contexts. So, mm-hmm.
0: some sort of level of g- generic.
2: Yeah, so like um, We Forest is one of the the partners um, on this hackathon. Their their aim is to plant a billion trees around the world to Mm -hmm. cool down the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, One of their problem statements for this one is um, how can we help smallholder farmers to monitor their own planting of trees around their farms, make sure they're planting the right species and to make sure they're growing and having the right effects in terms Mm -hmm. of the the ecosystem of their farm, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's specifically for their project in Zambia. Uh, where the hackathons' taking place as well, but you could see that could be applied to any developing world smallholder farm scenario so it's kind of a, an analysis tool yeah so it's something that's you know specific and and that allows the team to focus and, and work in the in the 48 hours' which is such a limited time mm-hmm. um, it's specific enough that they could focus on that group, but it could easily be extended with further work to have a much more global impact
0: and they and the, um, well, where is that at the moment is it being used by
2: That's one problem statement going into this hackathon. So 12th to 14th September, um, teams will be coming together in Zambia, in London, anywhere else around the world to uh, come up with innovative solutions to that. Fantastic.
0: So could you tell us a bit about um, Hack for Good and how that compares to your average archetypal hackathon
2: yeah well so I've, I've spoken about one of the things which is the kind of preparation that goes into it having having well-defined problem statements um, another fundamental thing that's important is, is not just to have hackers and developers and engineers there mm. but to have the subject matter experts um, mm. and to have UI and UX people to have anyone that's working in technology maybe even in a non-technical role mm-hmm. um, and to have the, the also the sort of political people and the policy makers and the campaigners Mm. we've got a lot of campaigning organizations involved like 350.org um avaz save the children friends of the earth Uh, so this is all really important as well
0: i think that's great and i really love the emphasis on on mixing because it is (coughs) hackathons yeah some for me as powerful as the actual software that comes out of them it's that it's those relationships that, that form and the potential things that come out of that i mean i know we've with the clean, I mean, really, the clean web community has sprung to a large extent out of the Green Hackathon that happened in London in sort of early 2012. A lot of the people that I spend a lot of time with now, I first met in the context of the hackathon. So yeah. I really think those relationships are really important. And, and I've been to hackathons that had the wrong balance of people. So having the right mix of people, having
1: mm.
0: the developers, not too many, not too few, obviously vital to mm. building something having designers who often get ne- neglected but that's absolutely key to yeah. providing an excellent you know, functional user experiences
2: yeah so that's, it's actually one of the audiences we've struggled to really get on board mm. in a big way um, because Geeklist is so much focused on the engineers and developers they get
0: trapped with the word geek I guess a bit yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah.
2: Um, but you know you could be a design geek yeah you could be yeah, an yeah. environment geek yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we want to broaden that word and yeah broaden yeah. the definition of the word hacker as well yeah it's just the
0: hipsters tend to to define themselves in contrast to the to the hackers, you know. Yeah. In, hipsters in, and hackers, in the stereotypical yeah. trinity of hipsters, hackers, and hustlers, you know. Yeah. So we kind of <laughs> actually want
2: all of them on board. Yeah. Maybe be a hip, hack, hustle,athon. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Are there any? academics and you know like people from business that uh, would be interested or like you know sustainability professionals
2: yeah so we're working with bsr who are a big uh, business sustainability organization um, especially in the u.s uh, we're working with lead international so definitely you know bis- business sustainability sustainable business is one of the big mm. um, themes we've got 15 global climate change themes um, that's one of them forum for the future and founders forum for good also getting on board Lots of, lots of amazing <laughs> partners. When it comes to climate change, there's a whole load of applications and problems around consumer behavior and sort of personal impact, mm-hmm. uh, personal choices. Then there's a whole load of stuff around, around business and business sustainability mm-hmm. and infrastructure and transport and supply chains. Mm-hmm. agriculture um, and then there's a whole load around policy making and campaigning mm-hmm. and making so sure we have the right national policy. I think
0: that's a good way of looking at it and they're all important yeah
1: absolutely yeah.
2: those different sort of scales and of action.
1: And I think the mix is there that, that you mm-hmm. get sort of the right conversations going on yeah. It's
2: interesting where there's kind of correlations between these things. So the fact that we're bringing everyone into one room, we're going to have the policymakers in the UK, the Department of Energy and Climate Change. Um, and then we're going to have Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth and the campaign against climate change. And So people
1: <laughs> would normally not talk to each other in that sort of yeah. environment, would be sort of sitting in the same room, trying to solve a problem. A very specific problem in a new sort of context I guess that's mm. for me that's and it's also
0: different what, it's the re- education that happens from that relationships mm. because hackers have these amazing skills and perspectives on the world and so do subject matter experts and if there's not that communication it, it, they rarely sort of get to meet and really mm. sort of swap and there's so much that they can benefit there is in sort of sharing perspectives so yeah yeah. I mean a lot mixing a lot is of, the key thing a lot of the
2: partner organisations that come mm-hmm. they, they've never been to a hackathon before a lot of yeah. individuals who mm-hmm. come along it's their first experience of it and it's often eye opening mm. um in terms of maybe a, a, a big especially the big global kind of ngos that have been around for 50 years um they might not necessarily have the most sophisticated top sort of information management and technology
0: we live internally. i mean yeah for me we live in incredible times you know it's revolution what's happening it's revolutionary what's happening in so many ways with the onset of all these technologies, the big data world that we're moving mm. into. Some technologies are already being revolutionized by so much of this stuff, some industries are and a lot of industries like don't really know what's about data. to hit them really. Yeah. And, you know, if they can make the most of it, so there's a lot of opportunities to do stuff better. So
2: yeah. So yeah, it's great. And and you know, it's really part of the value that I see in, in running these events is connecting those two worlds. Mm. So especially when we have technology partners on board as well. Mm-hmm. So it, Like just giving are coming along and and showing people and helping people use their APIs for fundraising apps. Mm -hmm. Rackspace are providing free cloud hosting to any team. CartoDB have this like really awesome mapping and visualization tool. Mm. It's actually just drag and drop, so Mm. um, it's a great tool to use during the hackathon because it's fast. But even the Mm non-technical people can actually look at that and Mm -hmm. take it back to their organization and and do stuff with it. Do stuff with it. Sounds like a very intuitive
1: type of tool. Mm. Uh, I was going to say um, also the one of the points that you actually mentioned um, in, in the conversation earlier was the iconic nature of the hackathons mm. and with this one in particular the timing is timed mm. in such a way that it's just before the, the big IPCC meeting Yeah,
2: so we, we picked the date to be 10 days before the the un climate summit in new york and that was partly around this whole month of september really the world is going to be talking a lot about climate change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of buzz a lot of activity but kind of a lot of talk mm-hmm. so we wanted to do something that was a lot of action mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. building things mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're set to have around two or three thousand people taking part globally mm-hmm. which equates to three, four five hundred projects that are going to get built mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know even if uh, five or ten percent of those go forwards Mm. and have an impact or Mm. change one politician's perspective or change someone's behavior or help a conservationist uh, save one species.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
2: that's that's huge.
0: Yeah. Let's just hope, though, the message that gets out there is, hey... We really need to get on with stuff and we need to, uh, to get on and do stuff and not just, uh, you don't need to come to some sort of political agreement on climate, dealing with climate change because we're just going to hack our way out of the situation. No, we,
2: we can't, right? No, It needs leadership at a national level and, and at an international level. level. Um, Absolutely,
0: and this doesn't sidestep this, it's just doing everything we can, yeah, and to be honest... To make so much of this stuff work, we need, that. We need those international agreements or we need, yeah. we need progress politically there's as only, well. so it's not there's only it's so smart much an alternative. A, yeah.
2: Only so much an app can change someone's behaviour, it's really, we need those high level intents, like we were talking before about. Exactly, because of things like rebound so effects, yeah.
0: really for a lot of, certainly the sort of the more efficiency focused stuff to work, it can be great, and it can be great for the environment, but it really needs constraints and limits on resources. Um, Mm. alongside them to really work so so mm. let's yeah make sure we're sort of clear about the message this stuff is brilliant but it's brilliant because it's it's brilliant in combination with us actually getting mm. our act together in terms of sort of constraining some of these
2: and and, and everyone needs to get on board solving this globally yeah this is why we're doing it as a global hack this is why yeah. we thought it's great which is great yeah um, you know everyone in their life should be thinking about what's my impact mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in their business and in their national policies Mm-hmm. you know it's only quite recently as the scale of the events been growing that we brought on board like UNFCCC um, mm-hmm. and the UN Climate Summit um, and they're coming to us with challenges to do with right. actually how can we facilitate the international negotiations. Fantastic better. that's really interesting so I'd be,
0: I'd love to know more about what they've come up with there.
2: Yeah so, so all of the ideas the and problem are. statements that are coming in are, are now available up on the Geekless Hackathon app. Yeah. Um, so like if you go to hackforgood.io you can you can check them out and people are commenting on them and discussing them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that will stay up after that. And hackathon. it means okay.
1: people are starting to think about the some of the answers that they they're sort of looking for, I think. And I I know I've seen on the forum it's there there is quite some activity going on so I think it's it's good that yeah. People don't just turn up not knowing you know, some of the, some yeah, the answers.
2: The, the connections are being made, and we do webcasts in the run-up to the hackathon, and then in the week after, so the week between the 15th of September and the 21st, there's going to be a whole load of global webcasts of the top 10 teams from each challenge theme presenting from wherever they are in the world. Now we've got some incredible global judges on. We've got Ram Cohen, the creator of BitTorrent. We've got Sir David King, who's the, the UK's mm. special representative on wow. climate change. Mm-hmm. We've got Blake Burris, the... Uh, under the Clean Web. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, the word the word hack sometimes puts people off. It's an interesting word that because what it means in the the sort of the web world, the I T world, mm. is incredibly different from what it means to the general. The people who use the word most actually mean something very different. Yeah, like, from the way that the word is is used more more generally. You know, I've
2: had conversations in, in the, newspapers and in the, in the pub and things with people, and and they're like, okay, so you're going to be like. Hacking into companies and disrupting their supply chains. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> that's not really what it's about. It's. So it's
0: it's an amazing distinction there between how yeah, the, the connotations word. of the words. It's so a sort of, of, a, sort of
2: developers. Well, a, a hack is. It's like um, it's a. It's just a clever solution, mm. a neat solution to a problem. Um, it's you know, it's kind of like a shortcut, maybe.
0: Creative and yeah, an creative solution. sort
2: of novel solution. So that's all we're doing. We're getting together and. and also By may, having people...
0: Maybe may quite stuff. fast and...
2: Yeah, I mean, it's about people who are really good at their practice and yeah. their skill and that enables them to build something or create something fast. Yeah, yeah. But then that's, it, could be, it could be challenging as well because what you build in a hackathon because you've rushed it and built it so fast, that's probably not the suitable solution to roll out to a million people worldwide mm-hmm. following the event. You know, we need people... A, a prototype, would that be it's a good... It's, yeah, it's a prototype. It may be maybe throwaway code, maybe version one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's more to show the concept and prove the it concept, works. Yeah. Um, but then in so. most cases, a team needs to form following the hackathon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we work with like startup accelerator programs around the world to identify those follow-on opportunities and funding opportunities so teams can continue um, and we've had like uh, one team in, in London went on Bethnal Green Ventures, uh, Cause Hub. they built something really cool thing to do with Theory of Change. Yeah they
0: came and talked to CleanWeb recently. Yeah it was a great thing and actually it was brilliant because you know my sort of research and trying to think about the whole space of different things that the web can do for sustainability there was, mm. I thought that was a, that sort of space was a really interesting space that I hadn't found anything so when they appeared they were like great. I know exactly what you know. That that was. I was looking for an example of something that does that because because I mean, mm. how would you describe sort of what they?
2: Well, so it's, it's called What Leads Two, yeah. um, And it's basically the way I see it is it's a way for any group of people um, to collaborate on deciding tactics or strategies towards achieving some aim. Yeah. So like an aim could be reducing climate change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or. Um, it could be something like a lot more local. It could be uh, creating a safer neighborhood in uh, mm-hmm. where, where I live in London or something like that. Um, and then everyone can contribute ideas for what would contribute mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. and what would contribute to those things. You kind of build up this nice tree, it's really visual. Yeah, um,
0: I really like that because I see these as sort of very complex fractal problems and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of reflect, reflected in that. To visualize them, to see. In that sort of visual tree metaphor, yeah.
2: Like to think about, okay, COP21 meeting in Paris mm-hmm. next year, December 2015. What are all the things that are going to influence the to political leaders' decisions? Yeah, yeah. And it's not just about that one meeting. You know, a message. It's for kind of activists. like a big
0: brainstorm. In yeah, a way.
2: yeah. Because the message a... for like activists is, well, one thing that struck me is, you can't just get together and protest at the meeting. It needs to be all the stuff that leads up to it a year mm-hmm. and a half before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tool for decision making. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. collective decision collectively
0: yeah, yeah. i kind of think of it sort of problem identification and sort of breaking down a plan mm-hmm. of action what all the different things are decomposing what needs to happen in order mm-hmm. to make your sort of big goal whatever you know to deal with the big goal whatever that is tackling climate change mm-hmm. or sort of reducing energy consumption or whatever. you
2: know it came from um a really specific problem statement from friends of the earth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they wanted to visualize um, supply chain of mobile phones mm. to figure out like which mobile phones are better than other ones and what are all the impacts. Mm-hmm. But they've generalised they went on an accelerator and generalised their tools so that it has a much broader audience mm. now. Yeah, that's great. And that's ideal. So they build something really specific in the hackathon and then they go on the accelerator programme afterwards and build something that's, that's got really much good. broader global appeal. And
0: I think that's something, some idea I've sort of come back to in my thinking is that, you know, so many of these tools, these approaches are so generic really, or that they're largely generic and we, a lot of them are all sort of focused in one area so we get lot of attention of one technique perhaps on sort of efficiency in buildings Mm. Um, you know or like sort of crowdfunding has mainly been very focused on renewable energy projects but Mm. there are loads of other different aspects of sustainability whether it's food water you name it and a lot of this stuff can be sort of copied and pasted across Mm. Um, there's lots of potential so that's that's something i've been thinking about a lot Mm. so the cross-pollination the cross-pollination and that's that's a process of genericization mm. of Mm. making things more generic that's
2: what the is a fantastic meter for
0: that's exactly what we're trying to get yeah people to think don't just think about the energy problems think about the food problems and the waste problems. That's, mm. that's why we
1: because it's almost like the technology is doable and the the business model just needs to be applied on a different problem. Or a different yeah, so partly it's
0: moving, yeah it's moving not just the technology and the sort of web approach, but the but the, the business models mm. as well. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Um, so plenty of opportunities for yeah. more clean web companies to absolutely. Well, that was yeah. my that was my yeah. sort of
0: big slide in, in, um, in at the end of the, <laughs> the talk I've just given in ICT for Sustainability Conference in Sweden. It's just like look at all these possibilities. Look at this huge matrix. And, of different um opportunities but yeah. um yeah and but a lot of them will start as sort of ideas potentially starting as ideas in, in hackathons mm. and from from then you know they
2: can be applied to other applied problems, to all sorts of other problems. Yeah. the key yeah. thing is communication isn't it it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's actually knowing what's out there that might already solve the problem yeah as, as an organization if, if you're tackling um ecosystem preservation mm-hmm, mm-hmm maybe someone's already built a solution in, um, you know, in, in the field of, um, uh, I don't know, something mm. unrelated. Uh, and It can be reapplied. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really important.
1: Yeah, what, um, Instant while well, wasn't it? That, um, so there's a presentation in, in one of the Clean Web meetups, the recent one, in, mm-hmm. on, on an app that you could... Um, it's crowdsourcing people's ability to match uh, camera traps. Images and camera traps, mm. and sort of helping conservation the, efforts. yeah, there's, there's zoo, mm. the, the British, London Zoo. One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a technology that can be used uh, in different <laughs> national parks, I guess. And yes. So, mm. yeah. yeah,
2: but then maybe you could um, reapply it in a like a disaster management context or yeah. something to figure out, to crowdsource, um, uh, analyzing building damage or damage to infrastructure using mm-hmm. remote cameras.
0: That's an interesting one. Camera traps is is an interesting one to try and genericise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want camera traps
2: to everyone necessarily. Um, I mean that's a it's another thing that we're working on that, that's really interesting but really challenging is how can we how can we create a, a force of developers, we call it the core of developers, mm-hmm. so that if a natural disaster occurs mm-hmm. anywhere in the world, um, we can actually help respond and provide the tools right. needed yeah, yeah. Um, to help communities respond. I and mean, there's a lot of, lot of other communities like Random Acts of Kindness and uh, Crisis Commons and mm-hmm. stuff like that that have done a lot of, lot of great work in this area. Um, I suppose what we're trying to really build is a perpetual and growing community. That's, that's um, ready
0: and yeah ready to go that's great like an emergency service yeah
2: but it's it's really tricky because yeah you, you don't want to deploy something to field test in a mm. life-critical situation yeah so you're you kind need of need to be ready beforehand yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a growing sustainable community that's kind of what you want yeah yeah but with a, a almost like a bank of proven solutions mm. Mm, that are yeah. Ready to deploy, maybe yeah. adapt quickly and then deploy mm-hmm. in a new mm-hmm. circumstance. And you know we're going to have uh, increasing frequency of these kind of incidents globally. So we need to get good Thanks at addressing to climate them. climate change, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we're not good. We're terrible at addressing them. Yeah, like collaboration between NGOs when a disaster occurs. Mm. I can't believe how bad it
0: is. So all things are pointing towards talking a bit to me uh, about uh, open data. Mm. And yeah. open source because we've talked about generic tools, about tools that can be used in other problems by other people. And we've also talked a bit about transparency issues actually in development where mm. a lot of NGOs aren't necessarily transparent in what they're doing to the extent that they can coordinate efficiently with other or, or NGOs. Competing with each
2: other, they're competing with or each other, or, with each other strange, or they don't even really? know yes,
0: potentially know where they are where their own stuff is as much as mm. they could do. So so, yeah, how, how how are you dealing with sort of the issues of open source and open mm-hmm. data?
2: Yeah, so op- open data first. So there's, there's obviously a huge amount of data, especially at city level, about climate and environmental tracking, different indicators and so on. And actually we're working with uh, a group in Toronto called Think Data Works mm-hmm. who have set up an open data portal for this hackathon. Uh, that's, and then they're crowdsourcing, getting data from all the different repositories, so like the London data store, the New mm-hmm. York data store, different data repositories worldwide as a um, one-off dump sort of thing well so it's it's to create an index of all those um climate related data sets that could be used to solve the 15 global climate challenges again i think that's something it's that's an interesting resource as you can
0: implementation um,
2: but it's something that they're, they're also happy to keep going perpetually after this okay um which is really interesting
0: that is very interesting so yeah again another um project that i'd be wanting to it sounds like this can be actually maybe some of the biggest outcomes of this project is going to be the sort of the, some. The, the network of people you've gathered and mm. some of the projects that they've done, that sounds like some, certainly something that's very close to my heart, is open sustainability, what open data and other things can do for sustainability, and, mm. and the fact that it's yeah, it's pretty hard to work, find where all the data is at the moment. And I think that's, yeah. that's a problem I'd really love to... Well, and we'll... To work on... Consensus.
2: We're going to hit a problem. We're probably already hitting it, where if you if you say a team solves an issue of um, mapping out the potential of solar in London mm-hmm. based on data sets that have been put together by the, the GLA or something, if the government of New York doesn't have their data in the same format, it's Mm. not a portable solution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we need open formats Mm. for for these data sets as well, globally. Yes,
0: yeah. It's it's part of a a broader challenge of of, um, standardisation that needs to occur Mm. across these sort of different sustainability domains, Mm. so that we have standard ways of representing this data, whether you're in Delhi or New York. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things your PhD...
2: Not well, it's all I can imagine. do
0: is point to it, but it's it's yeah, it's maybe a paper I'd like to write one day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and then open source, you want talk a bit? About yeah.
2: That. Um, so it's an interesting one. So that first would be of all,
0: open open source software. So yeah, I guess we should define the, these terms. We've probably been throwing a lot of jargon out there. So open source software. Yeah. Is,
2: so uh, you can define it. Yeah, things.
0: it's an, an approach to software where you it's licensed so that other people can use it and often take your code and build other things on top of the code that you've written freely in, in so that there can be a sort of a coordination. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, I mean, for me, it fits in very, sort of interesting. I met a guy from the open food network uh, recently and, and, um, and he pointed out there's all these different sort of food networks, local food networks, all around the world, all the way around the world, and that has been completely brought home to me because in the couple of weeks since I met him, I've been talking to my brother-in-law who wants to start one, and um, another friend who wants to start one. So one about there's one about sort of local fishing, um, and another one about sort of um, local farming. Yeah. sort of uh, market gardening and stuff there's thousands of these things they're all trying to do the same they all basically need very similar software to do the things that mm-hmm. they do know obviously everyone's trying to create their own
2: everyone's looking for a web developer to build a solution it, for to, them yeah
0: to build their own thing so a, yeah. so we need and, and and the great thing a lot of people think that open source is kind of it's it's free it doesn't cost any, it's free not as in uh, not free as in freedom but free as in free beer and that, that it's not that it's all about sort of just giving away and it's not about self-interest but actually what open source allows you to do is to have lots of different people completely massively reduce the effort that it takes to achieve yeah. their ends by, by by cooperating and producing That's better kind business. It's
2: crowdsourcing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and our approach, so our approach to open source is we very much encourage teams to use open source licenses. Um, we don't mandate it. We believe that it should be up to the developers and those producing and building the code what they want to do with it and how mm-hmm. open they want to make it. So if uh, if a team forms and they want to keep their code closed and they want to form a startup and protect mm. their IP mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, going forwards, so that's okay. Obviously we're really in this to build solutions for humanity. Mm-hmm. But you also them.
0: want to see sustainability. So if, if, yeah. they, if they, they, they very much think their business model is around closed source, then that's the way they're, they're looking to build it. And you're also very keen yeah. to make sure that, that they build a business model or whatever that is sustainable. Because we want always the, think it's, it's about putting the sustainable development in yeah. sustainable development. We don't want because <laughs>
2: the challenge with an open source project is it needs a certain critical mass yeah. to sustain it. If if people are volunteering, yeah. um, which they are on a lot of open source projects, mm-hmm. whereas if you're if you're closed source and you take more of a sort of social enterprise model, mm-hmm. it's becoming increasingly easier to. Uh, to take projects forwards in that way but Which then you could be I said a, you, you can be very much you could be a social enterprise and have completely open source software yeah yeah, yeah. and that's probably the favourite
0: approach and as and I, and I was saying you know, it doesn't have to be just that you're doing it for the world it, it, it can be that just that lots of different people can get together mm-hmm. and do it as a group exercise and mm-hmm. that at a certain point you can fought and do the bit that you want different from the main code base yeah. yourself so it can be very much self-interested in just saving mm-hmm. a huge amount of wasted effort Yeah, but um, I think that's sort of been coming home to me.
2: Oh it's the 20 minute limit.
0: Yeah. it's the 20 minute limit is it? So I think we must have done feels must like we've feel done about, about, about three it, yeah. hours. Yeah. We've done all this stuff
1: Yeah thank, thank you very much to be um, spending your time here um, and chatting with us and you know, for people who want to, to sign up for this event, where will you go to?
2: Yeah, so as a reminder, the event is the weekend of the 12th to the 14th of September, taking place in locations worldwide so no matter where you are in the world there's a location near you you can sign up there or you can take place completely virtually you sign up at hackforgood.io that's the number four and if this is going out after the event you're watching this after the event then um, you can still sign up at hackforgood.io to be part of this ongoing community and find out about future hackathons we do about two a year uh, maybe more yeah
1: thank you very much Uh, and there you go
0: Thank you for listening to the Clean Web Conversations podcast. Are you interested to learn more about the Clean Web
1: movement? Head over to cleanweb.tv. That's cleanweb.tv.